let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio one till four after four becomes a podcast. John and Ken on demand. Listen to what you missed. All right, and don't forget the moist line is coming back around in just two days. We take your calls using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or just dial up the toll-free number 1877-MOIST86-1877-664-7886. And there's still money to be had. Another keyword will be revealed in about 15 minutes here on KFI for your chance at some cash. Well, it looks like some drug-addled uh, vagrants uh, took over a coffee shop and barbecue place in Silmar. And, of course, the uh, owners are devastated. Let's bring on Blake Trolley, KFI News, for more detail on the story. Boy, this is a really sad story here. I mean, this yeah. is their, their life's work here, 26 years that this couple has put into the coffee shop. Uh, tell us what happened. Yeah, so the owners of Buffalo Bruce's Mercantile shut down over the weekend, John, because one of the owners recently had surgery, so they were having kind of a down weekend. And they returned Monday to the surprise from hell. Burglars who the owners say they think are homeless ransacked the place, vandalized it, vandalized it. This restaurant does coffee and barbecue. It's a charming, quirky little place that has kind of a little hippie, 
Laguna Beach kind of vibe. In the front, there's a restaurant that leads to a patio. And then at the back of the patio, there's a shop where there's also a stage. I spoke to the owner of the restaurant this morning, Vivian Hartman. She says while the shop was closed, thieves broke in, stole valuable items, including a cash register, computers, dug through everything. So every last box and smashed the place up with a baseball bat. I mean, they went through anything and everything and then they just destroyed it. They just, it looks like a drug den. It looks like the side of the freeway where all the homeless live. It looks like where all the, where all the, um, where all the motorhomes there and how they live outside and, and they collect trash and, and they went through everything like why did they need to do this? They didn't need to do this. This was mean. It was mean. It was mean. She hasn't totaled the exact cost of everything, but she's saying it's going to cost at least $10,000 just to do cleanup on the place. Uh, it was really windy in Silmar today. We were actually conducting this interview in the back because you can't even go into the restaurant at this point. It's just been so heavily damaged inside. And there was stuff, guys, scattered all over that back patio I was describing. I thought it was the wind. I thought maybe the wind had just knocked all sorts of things over. And she said, no. This was actually from uh, the homeless people who broke in uh, over the weekend. According to Hartman, police recovered a baseball bat. There were clothes all over the building and drug paraphernalia was found. Uh, And on that drug paraphernalia, this morning I swung by the restaurant to try to make contact with the owners. Right outside their front door, maybe three feet over, there was a guy lighting up a, uh, a meth pipe. Now, All of this is a huge hit to Hartman. Her daughter, Sophia, died of leukemia in 2005. Since then, Hartman's been pushing to get legislation passed in her daughter's honor. Well, recently, Sophia's Act legislation, which is a huge step toward getting uh, uninsured kids hospice care, was passed and signed by the governor. So they were getting the place ready for a celebration. So that now children could go home if they want to to go to heaven. And so we cleaned up our beautiful spot. We, we got everything in the back prepared. My husband did it. And we, we restructured the front. And we were all preparing to have a celebration of this huge, huge milestone for all the children in California and then we came here and then we opened the door and and this is what we found so it's just been a huge blow I spoke to police they're still looking uh, for the people who broke in but just in this area if you look around there's quite a few homeless people guys this is really close to that uh, makeshift RV park that we were covering it's not it was not just a robbery It, it was a complete destruction the takeover. Uh, of their cafe, right? yeah. They trashed a, the place. Took, I said to, they even dismantled the surveillance cameras. They took a bat to bash up uh, the equipment in the shop. They took the store computers. Uh, they cut the internet connection. And then you walk in there, and apparently they're, 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 they're sleeping bags, their clothing. It says personal hygiene hygiene items. And the drug paraphernalia was all left around. So I was guess they condoms? Li- they lived in the place all weekend, and when they'd wake up, they'd trash it some more. Hey, but Blake, is there any homeless encampments near this restaurant? Or There were quite a few homeless people in the area just driving around. I parked across the street at a jack-in-the-box. There were a couple homeless people there. As I said, there was a homeless guy smoking meth right outside the front door of this place. When we came out from doing the interview, there was a homeless lady. And this is notably close to that, um, to that, that makeshift RV park. That makeshift RV oh, parks on Hubbard. This story. is just right, right up the road. So there's quite a few homeless people uh, in the area. Yeah, it's definitely uh, there's definitely was a, there. A I mean, how did they how did they know it would be unoccupied all weekend because of the special circumstance that caused it to be closed down? Did they know the Hartmans at all or? 
I don't believe so. They, I mean, at this point, they still don't have any idea uh, who broke into their store. In fact, when we wrapped up the interview, there was a homeless lady, and Hartman was asking her, hey, do you know who's been in my store? You know, she she's trying to get to the bottom of it. I mean, what I suspect is that it's just the layout of this place, as I described. It's kind of a really small, artisan little place. So it wouldn't be really hard to figure out if anybody's in there or not. I mean, it, it, it's got a thin front door. And, you know, but they set up shop confidently all weekend there. It just tells me they must have had a tip maybe that uh, they were going to be gone. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I mean, it is good timing. That's true. They they aren't open, though, Mondays through Thursdays, too. So that, you know, you think that they would think that they were in the clear. So, yeah, it it really adds to the confusion as to how they got out of there in perfect timing. Now, do they have any insurance coverage for this? How does that work? Do you know? So I've spoken with them. What they're doing right now as far as trying to rebuild is they set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, People can check that out. They've raised more than about $7,000. I think it's like $7,500, something like that. And as she said, she's really just trying to get to about $10,000, and that will allow them to just conduct cleanup, which is pretty believable. But they have equipment that they have to now replace. This includes those cash registers, computers, the surveillance system, the Internet system, which was unplugged. Who knows how much that will be? So there's a lot of damage. I mean, just when we went through it and just from what I saw on the patio as a reporter, it was hard to keep up with everything that had happened. She kind of just kept pointing to stuff. Well, yeah, because they had they had uh, the whole weekend to destroy the place. I, I feel really, really bad for these people. There's a I, on GoFundMe. If you uh, type in the keyword "help save Buffalo Bruce's Mercantile," they have a photo, and there's a corrugated uh, gate next to the uh, cafe, and a really disgusting, vile message spray painted on it. I, 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 and, and just to amplify on what you were talking about there, the story about their daughter, they got Sophie's act past that ensures that terminally ill children get continued health coverage no matter a family's income and it finally passed into law in october 18 years it took their daughter sophia died of leukemia uh way back in 2005 so that's the kind of people they are they suffered a terrible loss of their daughter they're gonna have a celebration for the bill being signed into law yeah they can't right and, now. Uh, and this is what they come to because we have these vicious, savage animals crawling the street. And the city council person there is Monica Rodriguez. And Monica Rodriguez ought to be ashamed of herself that she allows these savage packs of vagrants to run around and do this kind of damage to this poor couple. I mean, is there any shit? Karen Bass, too. All right, she's been in office now for almost a year. There's no excuse. This crap should have ended now. By now, it should have been gone. These kinds of people should have been removed from the streets. No excuses. You got the money. You got plenty of money. You had to do the work. You didn't do the work. And I want to just say, John, I did reach out to Monica Rodriguez's office to see if they're going to do anything to, uh, you know, remediate for these people. Um, so I'll let you guys know when yeah, I find out there. Let us know. All right, That's Blake. Disgusting. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. That's Blake Trolley covering the story out of Silmar, where a family had been in business 26 years with a barbecue uh, restaurant. Uh, apparently had to close down last weekend because of circumstances, and it got taken over by drug-addled vagrants who trashed the place. The city is unlivable. Absolutely unlivable. And where, where is Karen Bass and Monica Rodriguez? They should have been there today with this couple, with the Hartmans, helping them to clean up. That's what they should have been doing. And where is the... Freaking police. Where is Michael Moore here? Where are all these people? I mean, it's, it's completely lawless.
When we return, speaking of that, we will play for you NBC4's I-Team investigation titled Restaurant Burglaries in Los Angeles Have Increased, But For Some Thieves There Are A Few Consequences. Just as we suspected with zero bail. John and Ken, your chance to win money's next. KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, finally, we have an investigative report done by a media outlet which proposes another side to the zero bail debate. The El Segundo Times, and of course, last week, much coverage for the L.A. County Court when they announced, oh, zero bail's working really well. We're not seeing a lot of recidivism. So we now turn to the I-Team from NBC4. They're focused on restaurant burglaries. Here's the report from Joel Grover. It's a scene that's become all too familiar. A gang of thieves breaks into a restaurant. They push open the door of the office and find the safe, which has $20,000 in it. They try to crack it open, but when they can't, they just carry it out and load it into a getaway car. The restaurant is the popular La Boheme in West Hollywood. Our employees are afraid to come to work. General Manager Lucian Tudor says La Boheme has been hit by criminals 10 times in just the last two years. Customers are not feeling safe to, to walk the streets of West Hollywood. As the I-Team showed you last month, thieves have been smashing their way into restaurants across Southern California, like these burglars who broke open the door of Jar on Beverly Boulevard, carting off the safe with $2,000 in it. It's wild, wild west. Suzanne Tract is JAR's owner. Even if they get caught, they don't go to jail. They get let out the next day. The I-Team examined police and court data for cases in Los Angeles. Of 717 restaurant burglaries reported this year, only 13 arrests have been reported. Of those arrested, some have been immediately released and then commit additional crimes. Take the case of this man, Guillermo Vajar, who has a felony record dating back to 2006. In January, he was charged with receiving stolen property and was released without bail pending trial. Ten days later, he committed a burglary at this downtown business, but wasn't arrested at the time. And then a week later, he burglarized this restaurant and was released on $20,000 bail. Three months later, he was sentenced on all three crimes and allowed to serve the sentences concurrently. Do you think we'd see fewer of these burglaries if there were stiffer sentences? I would hope so. And we found cases like the man who burglarized this North Hollywood restaurant in March, 19-year-old Cordell Taylor. The week before the burglary, he had been arrested for carrying a loaded gun. The month after the burglary, he was arrested for stealing a car. Each time Taylor was released with no bail. He was sentenced to county jail this summer for all three crimes and allowed to serve his sentences concurrently. L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon wouldn't sit down with us for an interview, of course not. but his office told us in a statement, these offenses are legally considered non-violent, non-serious yeah. charges. As a result, in the earlier arrests, our office did not seek cash bail. 
Once it was apparent that these men were repeat offenders, our office did in fact seek cash bail. You want tougher penalties on these people? Of course. And also I want more police on the streets. The city of West Hollywood actually reduced the number of cops on the streets last year. Good idea. But in L.A., Mayor Karen Bass and the city council recently added funding for more officers partly because of the rise in crimes targeting retail businesses. Would it help to have more officers on the streets of L.A.? Absolutely. We are hiring. We are hiring. We need more officers and uh, we welcome them from wherever we can get them. But some restaurants targeted by crooks say they now want to call it quits in the L.A. area, like the company that owns La Boheme in West Hollywood, which also owns the 1212 restaurant in Santa Monica, where this man pushed his way into the restaurant when it was closed, assaulting employees and stealing from the restaurant. You are thinking of moving your restaurants out of California? Yes. Now, the main reason is the safety and the well-being of this community my god this is this doesn't make you sick combine this with the last report that blake had in silmar listen to that man he's obviously an immigrant comes to this country puts in a lot of money and hard work and he's standing and watching karen bass or in west hollywood whoever the hell runs that city let all the criminals run around like lunatics destroying everything in sight stealing everything in sight keep this in mind 717 restaurant burglaries reported this year there's only been 13 arrests so 13 you don't really have that many people to let go right through the revolving door of the justice system but they found a few examples uh this this guillermo vahar who had a felony record dating back to 2006 he was charged in January, receiving stolen property, released without bail. Ten days later, he burglarizes an L.A. sewing machine, wasn't arrested. A week later, burglarizes a restaurant, again released that's, this time. On that's why their statistics are fake. It's all BS. It's all gaslighting. They're lying to you. They're lying to you, whether it's uh, uh, Samantha Jessner, the presiding judge of the L.A. County Superior Court. It's Gascon. It's all the dweebs that work at the L.A. Times. They are lying to you. I mean, they, think they, about that. 13 arrests for 717 restaurant yeah. burglaries. And those are the ones and, reported. And then sometimes people have just given up. You get a sentence and it's short. Or if you have multiple crimes, you get to serve the sentences concurrently. And Again, when, the goal is to minimize anybody right. being in jail. So nobody ever is supposed to go to prison. Or if you go, it's a very short time. Well, you're going to create mayhem, which is what you have. At night, all these criminal lunatics are roaming around, stealing and damaging whatever they want, reinforced by the waves of drug-addicted meth patients, mental patients, and and they're finishing off whatever the criminals don't get to. And people wake up, and their life's work is destroyed. And the police don't want to show up. The prosecutors don't want to prosecute. The legislators passed all these wacky laws, making it difficult to get somebody put in jail. Then the judges let them off easy. The whole system has completely been infected and corrupted. For what? For what purpose? What is the ultimate purpose of all this, if just not the destruction of our way of life? What, What are they accomplishing here? All right, we'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Keep asking yourself, why are they allowing this? Why? There's a reason. 
And Deborah Mark Live in the KFI 24-Hour Newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. You could hear whatever you missed. Uh, you can also use the app to connect to the Moist Line, which is coming back in two days during the 3 o'clock hour. We welcome your messages. Don't We'll play them all. Use the app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We'll get to one of our big stories again after 3 o'clock. Daniel Gus from the Gus Report will be our guest to talk about the Los Angeles City Council approving a payment to the LAPD officer who served on Garcetti's security detail and said he was repeatedly sexually harassed by a top aide to Garcetti. The man's name is Rick Jacobs. The city decided that they were probably going to lose a trial, maybe even bigger than the $2 million that they're giving in this settlement. So they decided to... Uh, yeah pay this out garcetti is costing us all this money all the way from india (laughs) because he was told repeatedly and he saw repeatedly what jacobs was doing but jacobs was making him too much money in campaign donations all right does anybody remember the 2015 paris climate accords 
What I remember distinctly about that is that Obama was going to fly over there really fast to be a part of the signing. He was so excited that uh, large nations around the globe had agreed to cuts in their fossil fuel production. Well, here we are eight years later, and a new report says that um, nations that vowed to halt the warming are expanding their fossil fuels. (laughs) In 2030, if current projections hold, the United States will drill for more oil and gas than any point in its history. Russia and Saudi Arabia plan to do the same. This is in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is this is for real. All this climate change nonsense is just BS. None of the major nations are living up to their goals and their claims. This is just about, and this is what this is absolutely what it's about is they have collected a lot of tax money. They've created subsidies for companies who now access this tax money in order to make big profits on things like electric cars, for example, uh, solar panels, wind turbines. There's all kinds of scam companies now involved in this, and they're sucking all the tax money out of the government. Meantime, all the oil drilling, all the gas drilling is still going on as planned. You're paying $5 a gallon here in California. Meantime, the climate is not cooling. This is not reducing any greenhouse gases. All these nations are increasing their greenhouse gas emissions because they have to drill for gas and oil in order to live. The whole thing is a scam, a racket. You still have an economy to run. You still have people who have families to feed. And these alternative energy sources don't cut it. So... They're going to have to produce oil, gas, coal. Have to. Have to. That's just the reality that leaders in these nations face, and that's what they're doing. Here, here's an example. United Arab Emirates. They are going to host the next climate summit, November 30th. Oh, great. In Dubai. And all these environmentalists, these diplomats, these business leaders are going to hash out how each nation will reach its climate goals. And they're going to debate on whether to issue a statement on phasing out fossil fuels. Well... In July, UAE officials said the country, by 2030, would cut greenhouse gas emissions by 19% compared to 2019. But the state-owned Abu Dhabi National Oil Company is boosting its oil production to 5 million barrels a day by 2027. Currently, it's at 4 million. Hmm. So the country is claiming they're cutting their emissions by 19%. The state-owned... Oil company says, no, we're going up 20%. In fact, the company also plans to increase its liquid natural gas production from 6 million metric tons a year to 15.6 million metric tons by 2028. That would also seem to be going in the wrong direction. The study analyzed 20 nations that produce 80% of the world's energy. In 2015, these nations pledged to slow their coal, oil, and gas production to keep the climate from warming, but apparently... That's not the case. The U.S. oil production will remain at record levels, 19 to 21 million barrels a day between 2024 and 2050. There's no cutting of oil production in the U.S. It's, it's going to maintain or go up over the next 26 years. U.S. natural gas is going to increase continually up to 1.2 trillion cubic meters in 2050. Most of that oil and gas is for export. We're going to be drilling and mining so much oil, so much gas, we're going to be selling it all over the world, which is fine, but the gas in California shouldn't be $5 a gallon then. 
they're phonies. They're complete phonies. Well, then why why is Newsom mandating uh, electric cars? Why, why, no, he's a phony. Too. Yeah, why are our electric bills seventy percent higher than the uh, national polls average? Because show people want you to do something about climate change. So yeah. you know you well, announce things like this. Yes, but the you know all those people they're not buying electric cars. They don't like them because right. they suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. They're telling pollsters, we've got to do something about oil and gas consumption. And then you're right. They'd go buy a new gas car. Yeah. The electric car. Oh, yeah, the thing with uh, a range of, uh, you know, 150 miles. And you have to hope it, it doesn't get too hot and it doesn't get too cold. And we've got eight charger stations uh, between here and San Diego. And most of them are really slow. You'd have to sit there for two hours. If all of this is true, like the only thing I can think of that might make a difference eventually is if they do this carbon recapture stuff that they're talking about. What if they, I mean, what? it's kind of compl complicated formula the way they do it, but they can re they can capture some of the carbon. And I think they store it underground, which is weird. But that's one of the things. I don't know if they can do it on a large scale basis. Though. What if this was never real? What if this just was a racket so everyone mm. connected could get rich? Mm. Maybe that's what it was. Because... It's not having any effect. They're preaching at us constantly. They got new products that nobody wants. They've jacked up prices that people are still paying because we have to, right? We're paying the gas prices. We're paying the electricity prices. Uh, the the, 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 the uh, solar and wind power has kind of fizzled out to some extent. It's plateaued. Yeah, the report also mentions that uh, there's going to be big consumption coming from nations like Russia, Indonesia, and India. They have sizable populations, those three nations, and they are going to continue marching down the uh, coal and oil route. That's not going to change so, the natural gas. So whatever we do is canceled out by those nations. Just like whatever pity thing that California does is canceled out by probably neighboring states. I mean, <laughs> he's over there signing climate accords with the people in provinces in China. Newsom, this what is, a waste. This is what enrages me. All these foolish people in our state walking around, prattling platitudes, making themselves feel good, voting for people who, who reflect their values, all of it for nothing. They're all getting played. They're all getting conned. There, there's, there's no reduction in, in greenhouse gases. It's ever increasing around the world. And it's going to keep doing that till at least 2050, as far as they are willing to estimate and count. So what are you doing paying $5 a gallon in gas? What are you doing paying almost double the electricity other states are. What are you doing? I, it's just... Uh, does it make we'll you feel better because you have the right intentions? We'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, more drama today on LA's Metro System. A bus! Some passenger tells the bus driver that there's a guy with a gun on the bus. So he calls the police, pulls over. This is 4 a.m., by the way, Melrose and Western Avenues in Hollywood. The cops arrive, and apparently they try to somehow make contact with the passenger who stays on the bus, the guy supposedly with the gun, and they don't get a response. So the exciting news is they sent RoboDog aboard the bus. If you haven't heard about this, LAPD now has a robotic dog. That was cool. Uh, I saw that. Nicknamed Spot. And uh, it made its way onto the bus. And using the robotic dog, 
they determined that the man that they wanted to get off the bus with the gun was fast asleep. The guy eventually woke up, got off the bus. Officers talked to him, took him into question, took him into custody for further questioning. That's it. That's the whole story. But it lasted two and a half hours this morning. Does the robo dog uh, take a robo dog poop on the ground? I don't know. Does a robo dog bite? <laughs> Does it have a weapon? Would uh, would uh, Deborah take one in as a pet? It has a camera and a microphone. Do you watch this on TV this morning? Why I did. Say, why don't you get a robo dog and then you this don't was have four to... in the morning? What are you doing? No, it, when I was watching it, six in the morning they were. No. They yeah, were, it was still going yeah, on. Still going six. on. Yeah, Deborah has a twenty four hour house. <laughs> I, I, I just picked you up all night, scared of something, right? Yeah. No, I work out every morning and I watch the local news. Lights are on. The news is always on. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. Well, we do have a bad story from you from the world of animal news. It's a million chickens going down in Minnesota. They got the bird flu. Every year. God. Every year. Mainly found at a farm in Wright County, Minnesota. That's in the central part of the state. Uh, whenever the bird flu is detected in a flock, you have to destroy the whole thing to prevent the disease from spreading. Why can't you just test them? And so the, the healthy it's, ones you, you let live. It's Be a, free. It's a million three hundred and two thousand. 450 birds. So you're saying that's not reasonable? Well, it's, it's not reasonable to test a million. They all they all they all have the flu. That's a million three that has the flu. Okay, but how did they get the flu? It's easily transmitted from one bird to another and sometimes it just comes some other we talked about this before. Some other bird could fly by and bird droppings and then while the, the chickens are pecking around on the ground, in goes the flu into their nose or mouth and then they're all hanging in close quarters together. It's that's like why you need, well, Ken, that's exactly why these animals need larger areas to, to spread their wings, right? So that they're not on top of each other and, and maybe they wouldn't get so sick. So they can fly in a bigger cage and go from one end of the cage to the other where the other bird is? Uh, I don't think so. It's, it's, it's all, the, it's all the same air. I'm just saying that, <laughs> hey, look, some people, right, some people get COVID, other people don't, right? But if you're in close contact with somebody, the chances are you're going to get sick. So I'm saying that give the animals more room and maybe you won't have next year a huge bird flu situation. Did you see the list of uh, of bird flu symptoms? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Sudden death. <laughs> well, that'd be an indicator it's not right, yeah. I'm surprised Deborah Mark didn't mention a bird vac a flu vaccine for the well, birds. Well, that's the other thing. Why the don't chickens we... line up every fall? That's right. Why don't we do that? That's right. A million chickens lined up for their uh, for their, their little shots. <laughs> well, it's it's better than Give me your murdering them all. Some people say we didn't perfect the COVID vaccine. You think they're going to perfect the bird vaccine? It's nah. worth a chance. Yeah. Then you'll have anti-vax birds and they'll start protesting. I think they'd it's rather a, be vaccinated than be murdered. Well, they're going to be murdered anyway. It, it's just so sad. It's the word is euthanized. Euthanized. Uh, it's softer than murdered. I say murdered. Murdered people. Uh, when I uh, I euthanize, when I... When so my, if I go down to KFC, I'm participating in the murder? <laughs> They're already, but your chicken's already dead when you're, you go to KFC. You're eating, All right, but I'm an accessory. Am you're I not? eating murdered, you murdered properties. Well, you then if I stopped to, going to KFC and they couldn't sell any chickens, they might not kill them, right? Then come on over to the vegan side. There's always that evil door. <laughs> 
You're, uh, it's you, sad for the birds that there, apparently there's two types of bird flu. One's called low pathogenic avian influenza. The wild birds get that, but it's very mild. But the highly pathogenic avian influenza is found in a lot of domestic poultry, and that's the one that's got high mortality rates. So, I forgot. What, how do they kill a million birds at once? They I do, think they take away their oxygen or they gas. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 And, yes. and that, that's really humane, right? Well, they do. Well, well, I mean, you they're not human. Quickly. So what's humane? You don't have to be humane we to a non-human person. I, I, but, the, but this is, this is why I can't person. stand these, these stories, would, I, because it, they're suffering. Would you rather they cut the oxygen or go in and stab each bird one by one? Well, Eric, as you said, there's, <laughs> oh there's a million. Well, so how could you do that? You could have one person with a big knife yeah, and go exactly. and stab so, so each. So cut the oxygen and do it all no, in one shot. No, we need shot. to come up with it. I'm sure <laughs> what there is are it? other you always solutions. Say that. We need to come up with something. I know, but I don't have time to Google all those things right now. I'm doing the news. So, so, <laughs> you got free time. <laughs> I really don't. This will be your weekend homework assignment, all right? <laughs> you come up with alternative ways to mass kill uh, bird flu Well, victims. I wouldn't have them all smushed together in the first place. You know. These other, these other symptoms include stumbling and falling, diarrhea, difficulty breathing, nasal discharge. Oh, oh my God. Diarrhea and nasal discharge. Eyelid swelling, oh. twisting of the head and neck. I guess though you can't really eat the meat after you kill these chickens, right? Because no. No, no, no because you could catch the, uh, the flu. Yeah, but I don't think it's, well, swine flu affected people. I don't know, bird flu, well. We did have those cases years ago in Asia, remember? See, if you touch flu. sick birds or their saliva, mucus, and feces, you can get the bird flu. Oh. If if you get if you get like bird feces in your eyes or oh, nose or mouth. God. Well, these things happen. Yeah, I know. They can be prevented. Sometimes there are no solutions. Everyone always thinks there's a solution. There, there are. I think no. I think there are solutions, maybe more humane solutions. Again, I, I, I need to look into this more. So I, well, I'm okay. not going to just say. It's Monday. always the same ending. Stop eating meat. Well, there you go. Stop smooshing okay. together chickens. What, what is today? Wednesday? Uh, we'll, we'll give you five days. Monday. Mm -hmm. You can report back to us okay. with your, your solution. All right. Okay. on the best way to dispose of a million infected birds. Go in there and stab them one by one. Yeah, that was ludicrous, Eric. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Daniel Gus with the Gus Report. He was watching this unfold today. The Los Angeles City Council has agreed to pay almost $2 million to settle that lawsuit from an LAPD officer who was part of the security detail for Garcetti and got repeatedly sexually harassed by a top aide to Garcetti named Rick Jacobs. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.